Do you ever feel like you can have like a great week where you were really on top of your eating from Monday until about like 527 on Friday afternoon, and then you end up undoing all your hard work over the course of the weekend. And on Monday, you're like, I just completely undid all of my progress. How should it be possible that just two days of being a little less strict can override five days of awesome? It's so frustrating. Today, we're going to talk about why we tend to do that and why we tend to blow all of our progress on the weekends, what's going on in your brain when that happens, and four specific strategies to break you out of that up and down weekend cycle. I'm so excited for today's episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. All right. Hello. Hello. Yes. Today we are talking about weekends. I cannot tell you how often this comes up of like, I just need to like get a hold of my weekends because it, it makes sense. You know, you want to relax a little bit on the weekends. You, you know, you've, you're the, the week, weekday is the time for you to, you know, you got work going on. You're like, I've dialed up and dialed in. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're like, ah, oh, I just want to relax. I need, I need some time to rest and recover from sort of the intensity of the week. And it makes sense that our eating is a little bit less, you know, let's just say buttoned up during the weekend. I remember a time when my husband and I were doing the quote unquote, slow carb diet. Um, and what I loved about this diet, at least at the time was the cheat day. Ha ha. I remember I could be good all week. And then whatever I wanted on Saturday, it was like, let's go. I would eat all the carbs. We're talking bagels, pretzels, cookies, Twizzlers. Um, we would go to Panera like every Saturday morning. I would get the, the bagel with the cinnamon sugary thingy on top. It was like sugar on top of carbs. And, This was a time before I was actually kind of tuning into my body and noticing how different types of foods might make me feel. Nevertheless, there was no way I could ignore the feeling that I would get around 3.30 in the afternoon on cheat day when I would feel just bloated and sluggish and kind of cranky and all around sort of gross. But naturally, I mean, it was cheat day. So I powered right through that feeling towards the pizza for dinner because it was cheat day and like that's what you're supposed to do. And then I would look at the scale and the next day, and I literally had gained six pounds in one day. And like, how is that possible? The crazy thing is it doesn't even take a giant blowout like my cheat days used to be for the scale to go up over the weekend. Like you can just go out to dinner one night and maybe be, you know, have a few extra snacks on Sunday afternoon and boom, like all your hard work from Monday Monday to Friday is just undone. It's not fair. So I remember kind of during this this time frame, I heard an analogy that there's, you know, whatever quote unquote diet you want to go on is like your life partner. Would you want to have a cheat day with your spouse that like, hey, honey, I'm going to be faithful to you and love only you six days out of the week. And the seventh day, like I can just do whatever I want, right? That's fine. And, you know, naturally with a life partner, that's probably not going to fly. Your partner might have an opinion on uh, on that one. 
nevertheless, when I was thinking about having to kind of marry my diet, that that just felt impossible because I was like, that means I'm going to have to be quote unquote good for the rest of forever. And I wasn't willing to commit to never having a bagel again. But the problem was I was looking at it the wrong way. I was having rigid rules around what the diet meant and what it meant to be quote unquote good. And it's not our fault that we do this this way. Like the whole diet industry has set us up for this because a diet is follow these rules until you get to your goal weight and like, yay, celebration, you've reached it. And that subconsciously sets us up for, I'm going to do X, Y, Z for a short amount of time. And then when I reach my goal weight, I can kind of go back to normal or I can loosen up a little bit or I can focus on maintenance. Like what does even maintenance mean? And that tells your brain that my definition of normal is not changing. I'm, I'm changing my behavior temporarily, but who I am, how I normally like to eat is going to stay the same. And because of that, that creates this sort of sense of deprivation that during the week, we have to be quote unquote good, and I have to be on the diet. And that creates a sense of deprivation that creates a very um, willpower centric kind of atmosphere so that by the time you get to the weekend, you're exhausted. And of course you want to break because it's tiring. You're, you're using that muscle of willpower 24 seven, Monday through Friday, just like if you're doing bicep curls 24 seven, Monday through Friday, your biceps are going to be a little tired by Friday evening. And you just want to set that weight down. So it's understandable that this happens to us. But if you think about it, the weekend tends to start Friday night and So Friday evening through Saturday and Sunday, that adds up to, you know, give or take roughly 35% of the week. And if you think about it, if you're off track 35% of the time, of course, that's not going to work. Like imagine, you know, at work, you're like, I'm going to be really on top of things at work, except for 35% of the time, your boss would begin to notice that 35%. So It's unrealistic to expect I can be quote unquote good all week and then I can relax on the weekends 35% of the time I'm kind of off the diet. It's unrealistic to expect that to work long term. Like it makes sense that you end up losing and gaining the same three to five pounds week after week after week. So what we can do is flip the idea instead of having to get married to the diet, like the diet is your life partner, like let's flip that around. Instead of needing to change myself to meet the rules of the diet, I realized that I needed to change my thinking around what I considered was feasible and livable as an eating lifestyle to fit me. And I needed to figure out what could I commit to forever as a way, as an eating lifestyle that I could keep doing forever. What could I marry that was doable for me rather than you know, picking a diet and be like, well, I need to follow its rules or else. So what that means is instead of, again, the diet mentality of I'm going to change my behavior for a short time, but my definition of who I am and what I normally like to eat stays the same, shift that around and think of who I am and what I like to eat. How can you examine that? Put the microscope on what is it that I want to eat most of the time with occasional snacks, you know, I'm going to have uh, you know, chocolate here and there, and a glass of wine here and there, whatever it is, like figure out what you can commit to long term and go with that rather than trying to fit yourself like, you know, 
into a shoe that's too small and trying to fit yourself into a diet that doesn't fit for you. You may be thinking, okay, that all sounds great. Like I get the idea that I need to, instead of trying to fit myself into a diet, I need to identify what is the diet that I can fit into. But I mean, I've been trying diets. I've had the diet mentality for 25 years. It's hard to just like snap my fingers and it's done. How, so how do we go about breaking the diet mentality and crafting a method of eating that works for you in real life on Mondays and Saturdays and Fridays and all the days in between? Okay, so number one, instead of thinking of weight loss like a race, that you're racing towards a finish line, towards a goal weight, I want you to drop that and think of it instead as like you're a gardener. So again, the diet mentality makes us think of weight loss as like I am running towards my target, the goal weight, and once I hit my goal weight, huzzah, I've won, I can rest. I've, I've reached the finish line and now I win, I get the trophy and like life is happy forever and ever. If you've ever reached your goal weight, you may have realized that that actually doesn't mean that you're uh, immediately miraculously happy. You can be at your goal weight, and if you haven't changed your thinking about yourself, your thinking continues along the same pattern, and you can still hate yourself no matter what the scale says. So let's shift that thinking. Let's kind of drop the idea of the goal weight, and let's think of it as a garden instead. So your body and your relationship with yourself is like a garden. You are the gardener and any kind of garden is going to take cultivating. It's going to take nurturing. It's a daily practice. It's a discipline. It's not something where you get it all looking amazing and you spiff it all up and like, yay, it's great. And then you leave it alone for three months and then it's, you know, you wouldn't expect it to look the same three months later because the weeds are going to grow. That's nature. That's normal. Weeds grow. That in, in our analogy here, weeds are like, Times when you had, uh, you know, emotional eating or a weekend that you were, you know, it's a little bit off track or, you know, you went out to dinner and maybe had a little bit more like weeds are normal. And just because you have a moment where you're not perfect, that's doesn't mean that something's wrong with you as a gardener. And so, you know, you cultivate your garden. So when you're thinking about dropping the diet mentality, think about how can I look at how I eat and and how I choose what to eat and cultivate my relationship with food as well as myself as a continual process of learning, of nurturing, rather than I have to be super strict and I am running this race until I get to the finish line and then I can rest. So that's one way. Think of it like a garden. Another way is five years. Keep the frame of mind of five years. Any uh, any change that you're going to make Ask yourself, can I see myself doing this five years from now? So for example, if you're like, I'm going to give up bread and sugar and white flour. Can you see yourself having no bread, no white flour, no sugar still five years from now? If the answer is, yeah, I don't know about that, then don't try it. Maybe have one less serving of bread this week. That could be a way to make a change that is more sustainable. Could you see yourself having one less serving of bread five years from now every week? Yeah, that, that, that feels like more reasonable. Could you see yourself having one less serving of dessert per week in five years? Could, could you keep that up for five years? If the answer is like, yeah, maybe I could see myself doing that, then that's a change you could consider. The strict rules about like no sugar, no flour, that's what creates deprivation. 
And the feeling of deprivation is what relies on willpower, that, you know, that bicep curl 24-7 from Monday through Friday. And that's what's going to have you leading to blowing it out on the weekend. Because that feeling of deprivation is something that you need rest from. And it makes sense. So don't set yourself up for that by avoiding creating the feeling of deprivation in the first place. Only make changes that you feel sustainable, that you feel like you can keep doing and doing over and over again, even still five years from now. So that was step one to how to make weekends your weight loss friend. That's break the diet mentality. And the two ways to break the diet mentality is to think of it like a garden and to use the time frame of five years. Can you feel yourself doing this five years from now? Step number two for how to make weight loss, sorry, how to make weekends your weight loss friend is to think about Monday morning. How do you want to feel on Monday morning? You're looking back over the weekend. Are you thinking like, oh my God, I blew it. I went so overboard. Do you want to feel that way on Monday? Or do you want to look back Monday morning feeling like, hey, you know, I made some good choices. Sure, we went out on Saturday night and like maybe I had an extra glass of wine or the dessert we had was pretty rich, but I only had a half a portion and I really enjoyed every bite and I feel ready to take on the week. I feel rested and recovered. I don't feel overly bloated. I don't feel like I blew it. I'm ready to go. I created a relationship with myself that I can keep doing over and over again. So identify how do you want to feel Monday morning and then work backwards. What choices do you need to make over the weekend so that you can manifest, you can create that feeling Monday morning based on the choices you make between Friday afternoon all the way through Monday morning. So that's step two, Monday morning, work backwards. Step three, map out the week, meal plan. So I love meal planning. If, if there was only two pieces of advice I could give anybody to lose weight, one would be meal plan, And two would be how you talk to yourself matters so much more than what you put on your plate. But we're talking about meal planning. So um, a lot of times I know of folks who will plan from Sunday to Thursday. Um, You know, you can plan every single meal. You can plan just dinners, whatever it is. Put your long-term thinking brain in charge of the decisions. um, And then you can adjust as you need to go. But Sunday through Thursday. And then, because you don't always know what the plans are going to be next weekend. And then Thursday make a plan for, you know, let's say Friday through Sunday. What now by Thursday afternoon, you probably have a pretty good idea of what's going on on the weekend. Make a plan. Are you going out on Friday night? If so, where are you going? What do you want to order? If you don't know where you're going, like maybe you could have just a system in mind of like, all right, I know I'm going to have a salad first and then probably a protein and a vegetable, or I'm going to have only two drinks or three drinks, and then I'm going to have water the rest of the night. Saturday, we've got Susie's basketball game, and then at night, we're going to a barbecue. Think through it. How do you want to plan so that you are putting your long-term thinking brain in the driver's seat, your your prefrontal cortex, the, the part of your brain that is able to focus on long-term goals, put that part of your brain in the driver's seat so that you're not showing up to that barbecue, having not thought through it. And you're like, wow, I'm starving because we went to Susie's basketball game and I haven't eaten anything. So like, I want to have everything that is here. Think through it ahead of time. So plan Monday through Thursday. And then once Thursday rolls around, you know what's going to be happening over the weekend, make a plan for Friday through Sunday. That's step number three, map the week. Step number four, if planning isn't possible, aim for systems instead of rules. 
So you may say, I don't know what we're doing this weekend. Like things change, you know, we're, we're, we invited the Smiths over for dinner, but they haven't answered yet. I don't know if they're coming um, or, you know, whatever, like things can, can be spontaneous sometimes. That's okay. You don't have to say, well, I didn't know what the plan was. And because the plans changed up, oh, you know, all, everything's out the window. Instead, aim for systems. So what I mean by that is, all right, I don't know what we're doing, but if we go out to dinner, here's what I'll do. I will aim to have a salad first because I know that having vegetables first primes my system. It, slow, it reduces the glucose spike of uh, how in, you know, food impacts my body. And that's going to also keep me more full. And so I will eat less a smaller portion later. That could be a system. A second system is I don't know exactly what I'm going to order, but I, when I order, I am going to ask the server to bring me a to-go box at the same time. And when it comes to my plate, I'm going to put half of it in the to-go box and take it home for lunch on Sunday, whatever it is. So you, you, you minimize your portion and then you also like get a bonus because you get lunch on Sunday. That's a system instead of a rule of like no flour, no sugar, or no carbs or whatever it is. Too often, we spend the whole weekend being reactive. Reactive to whatever happened during the week. Reactive to whatever plans happen to pop up. Reactive to our whims and emotions and feelings in the moment. Instead, be proactive about your weekends. Allow your planning brain to be in the driver's seat. Do you want to let life happen to you? Or do you want to plan to make life happen for you? You can absolutely put yourself in the driver's seat. All right. The bottom line is to be proactive instead of reactive. And listen, you're just human. There's going to be two steps forward and one step back. That's really normal. This is not about getting an A plus on the paper. Go for the C minus. It's okay because every time you screw up, every time there's a like, oh, geez, I blew it. Try not to look at it as a screw up. Try not to look at it as a moment of blow up, of a, as a blow up. Try to look at it as an opportunity. Try to look at it as a learning moment, as a chance to be so curious and so compassionate with yourself and say, hey, love, what happened? What was going on there? And, you know, you might be amazed what comes up. You know, perhaps it was uh, you had a really emotional day. Perhaps you just got caught up in the moment. There was other people around. I mean, believe me, having other people around can be a massive in, um, influence on what you choose to eat. So there's all kinds of factors that can go into your choices. Try not to be perfect. Try to be curious and compassionate and love yourself. Okay, so quick recap of the four strategies to make your weekend your weight loss friend. Step number one, break the diet mentality by looking at your relationship with food and yourself as a nurturing your garden rather than racing towards a finish line. And think of, can I keep doing this five years from now? Step number one, break the diet mentality. Step number two, Think about how you want to feel on Monday morning and then work backwards to make that a reality. Step number three, map the week, make a plan. What are you going to be eating from Sunday to Thursday? And then on Thursday, plan the weekend. What do you want to have on Friday, Saturday, Sunday? And step number four, if planning is not feasible, aim for systems instead of rules. All right. And our tiny, one little confident action step to put into practice this week is I want you to think about this coming weekend. Make a plan. Make sure it is realistic and feasible. Do not ask yourself or expect yourself to be perfect. Put in a plan for snacks and sweets, whatever. Is there a football game happening? Is there a barbecue happening? Are you going out? Plan for that. Plan to enjoy yourself. What is 
a reasonable amount of those things that you would eat to help you feel satisfied. Do you want to have eight chicken wings or 15 chicken wings? Do you want to have one piece of cake or half a piece of cake or three pieces of cake? What is a portion size that you might actually end up regretting the next day? So like if you had those three pieces of cake, would you feel great about it or would you regret it? Think about it ahead of time so you don't end up with that all or nothing feeling of like, oh, well, I fell off my plan, so I might as well eat whatever. Think about it ahead of time. Remember, you are never more than just your next choice away from being right back on track. And the bottom line is be proactive versus reactive. Be curious about what's going on when you want to deviate from your plan. The idea is not to be perfect. The idea is to get curious and learn about yourself and what's going on inside your head and your heart when your impulsive brain decides that your planning brain made a dumb plan. All right, that is it for today. Do me a favor, if there is somebody, I want you to think of one person today that you could share this with. Who is somebody who you know sometimes has trouble on the weekends? Say, hey, I I listened to this episode and I think you might enjoy it. Share this with just one person. And if you're interested in all of my tips on weight loss and everything to appreciate yourself for the beautiful, amazing, miraculous, divine creature that you are, please check out my book called You Are a Miracle, which is on Amazon. And remember, love yourself like you're the only one there is, baby. That's it. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week. And until then, remember, you are a miracle.